hello and welcome to our podcast. We hope it encourages and inspires you. Please head to our website for more information on what is happening at Ashburton New Life or to get in touch. One of our team would love to talk to you. Here's today's message. Kia ora. Kia ora. I don't know really any other ones. Hello. How's it going? G'day, mate. I'm Jono. Um, been at this church for six or seven years now. I can't remember. Um, I was born in South Africa. We came to the North Island uh, in 1992. That's a long time ago. And moved to Rolleston, and then finally um, came to Ashburton, um, where I found a home for now, <laughs> which is good amongst this family. Um, yeah, that's awesome. I'm just going to quickly pray. Lord, we thank you so much for your word. Uh, we thank you so much for who you are, and I pray that um, you would speak to us this morning and reveal yourself. In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome. So I just love that um, song that we were singing uh, in the, the, the last song, Christ is Enough, and there's no coincidence um, that we were singing that. I asked Arlene because I felt that God put it on my heart this morning, um, sorry, for this morning, and it talks about how Christ is enough. Christ is enough. And I love it. It says, Christ is my reward, all of my devotion. There's nothing in this world that could ever satisfy. Through every trial, my soul will sing, no turning back. I've been set free. Christ is enough for me. Everything I need is in you. Everything I need. So as I was preparing for this, I felt that God gave me a word. Um, to intro this, this word in. Um, there's no condemnation in this word. Um, and I feel like it's quite strong, but it's not with Jono, because <laughs> I feel uncomfortable. But I, be- I believe it's the heart of God. So you've got to hear what God is lovingly saying and directing the church to. Um, so here it is. On the face of the earth, there's an intensification. There's more up for grabs in every generation. There's a requirement and necessity for the church to center herself like a laser pointer onto the personhood of Jesus Christ. For so long, the church has looked here and looked there, incorporated a bit of this and a bit of that. She's looked to the world and look to the Father to create some kind of strange mixture of the culture of this world and the kingdom of God. In times gone by, portions of the church have become diluted, losing its true power, and polluted, having opened itself to things that ought not to be. In recent times, the Spirit of God has been shaking and sifting, pruning and clipping, purging and purifying his church to refine her to the image of Christ. 
In the days to follow this present day, the Lord is bringing a sorting and a separating, and it will come to pass that those not centered and founded in Jesus Christ will increasingly lose their way. And many will fall. But to those who abandon their own way to center on the singularity of King Jesus Christ will rise up and bring multiplication in his true church that will go from glory to glory, from strength to strength, that no person, weapon, or plan will be able to stop. Jesus will truly be our only way, our only truth, and our only source of true life. So the title this morning um, of this message is All Sufficient Christ, or that Christ is enough. I'm just going to unpack that. Our core uh, verse this morning is um, in 2 Peter 1, verses 3. And it says, By his divine power, God has given us everything we need to live a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him. So he's given us everything that we need. He's given us Literally, everything that we need in our human existence, but we've received it, how? By coming to know him. So this means that if we don't know him, then we haven't received everything that we need. Does that make sense? Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in them it will be that person that bears much fruit. See, there's a a knowing. What does it mean to know? Like in the Bible, it talks about intimacy. Intimacy, or in the Old Testament, often talks about that Adam knew Eve (laughs) and bore Abel or something like that. There's there's an intimacy that, that is required for us to receive everything that we need with God. And... Also, what Holy Spirit is saying this morning and saying to us is, is that in Jesus is everything we need, right? So the promises, the destiny, your calling, all of the things that we need in our life for our family, for our finances, for our ministry, everything like that is in Jesus. So when we pursue after those things in place of pursuing Jesus Christ himself and an intimate relationship with him, we'll always come up short because we're not pursuing the one in whom all of those things are found. And so I've just written down here like a a slide of the things that it's not uh, exhaustive, it's not... um, There's a lot more probably that we need, but just for example, here are are some of the things that we need as human beings. So we need identity. We need to know who who we are. We need to have a sense of identity. We need value. We need worth. We need to have rest. We need to be able to rest, otherwise we just get stressed out. We need security. 
We need a purpose. We need some vision. We need power. We need love. We need peace. We need joy. The list could go on. And the reality is, the truth is, is that even just that short list of what I said (laughs) is found in Jesus. And so the world is looking for those things, but they don't know they're looking for those things. (laughs) And they're searching here and they're searching there. Maybe if I can get a better job, it will satisfy this craving. It will satisfy this need that I have, maybe if I get married, or maybe if I get this, or a bigger house, or a um, a farm, or a business, or something like that, it will satisfy the needs. Maybe if I have lots of kids, or maybe if this all goes right, or whatever it is, the whole host of different things in in, in our lives that we try and fill the gap with, um, but ultimately is found in Jesus. So here's a question. What happens when we don't have everything that we need? I'll just let it. What happens if we don't get everything that we need? Just let that question just let that question um, ponder there for a minute. If we don't get everything we need, we end up with a deficiency. A deficiency. It's an inadequate supply of the essentials, resulting in malnutrition or disease in terms of like nutrition. Jesus said in the same chapter, as, as I quoted from before, in John 15, verses 6, if anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and he is withered. <laughs> so if we don't get everything that we need, we have a deficiency. It, it means that we can't function properly. It means that uh, we have, like, issues. Imagine if you held your breath for more than three minutes. There's going to be a problem pretty soon, isn't there? Jesus says that he is, the spirit of God is like the breath of life. We need the breath of life into us. And sometimes we probably feel breathless or hopeless because we don't have the breath of God. We are deficient in the breath of God. God is often described as water, and sometimes we feel dry. You know, if we didn't have water for a week or something like that, we would be feeling pretty miserable, wouldn't we? And it's if we aren't getting the water of life flowing into our very being from God, we'll become deficient. Jesus says that he is the bread of life. And in the Old Testament, uh, Jesus said that he was like the manna that came down to the Israelites every day, and he was sufficient for them. And so if we are not eating of Jesus and of the word, uh, we'll become deficient. 
I never forget the first time uh, that I saw, I was working on a farm and I saw a cow lying down in, in, a, in a field, like lying down, and I thought, that cow is dead. <laughs> Just first, first thought, I thought that cow is dead. I'd seen it like it had been writhing around in the mud, and um, I thought, uh, it, must, it must be dead. I was probably like a teenager or something. I was like on my friend's farm, and we were going around. It turned out that this cow had milk fever. <laughs> And what is milk fever? It's a, it's a deficiency of magnesium and calcium. Harry would know about this. <laughs> Probably treated lots of downer cows, and I could not believe it. The first time, I didn't know anything about it. Hadn't really been on a farm much. And they found like, a, like the vein in, in, in the cow. They put like a little needle in, put like a, a bag up and intravenously put magnesium and calcium into this cow. I kid you not, in like two minutes, in one minute, that cow just stood up and it was just like looking around. I was like, ooh, there's a bit of grass. I'll eat that. I'm happy as Larry. All good. And I thought, I thought that cow was dead. And now it's just alive and walking around like nothing. What was the, what was the issue and the problem with the cow is that it had a deficiency. <laughs> So it didn't need to be treated or helped or, or anything. All it needed was to get what it needed. <laughs> it just needed a combination of things that it was deficient in. In the early 1800s, there was a, um, a terrible disease called scurvy. Has anyone heard of that? I'm sure we all have heard of that. It was terrible. I never knew how bad it was. Do you know that, that over, over time, with this disease, that the, the gums would become soft and swollen, and then the, tooth would be, the teeth would begin to like, loosen. Um, the legs would swell and become glossy and have ulcers on them. Um, become black blisters and spread discharge around. It's, just, it's pretty gross. Eventually, there'll be more bleeding and more grossness, and then you die. <laughs> and do you know what? All of, that, all of that came about because they didn't have enough vitamin C. That's it. Just we eat an orange and we just think, it's oh, it's like a capsicum, it's high in vitamin C. That's it. <laughs> All these people were dying. I think over two million sailors died of vitamin C. Sorry, died of the deficiency of vitamin C. <laughs> of scurvy, because they just didn't have access to fresh fruit and vegetables. And so my point is, is that I believe that often we have a deficiency in the soul. Every, everywhere that we go in the community, every person that we see, Often we encounter sick people <laughs> and we can love them and we can nurture them, we can talk to them. But the reality is, is that often the sickness that, that we see all comes from a result of deficiency in, in, in Christ, ultimately. A deficiency in, in his love. 
a deficiency in purpose, identity, knowing why am I on this earth? <laughs> Where am I going? What am I doing? I might be working hard. You know, like you see all these celebrities and they, they work hard and they can get lots of money and fame and everything they, they think would fill that void and still they find, ah, oh, there's a deficiency <laughs> in my life. And that deficiency is Christ. I often think that and I've been internalizing and thinking often when I feel angry or if I feel fear, fearful and stressed or if I feel burnt out, I think that's a deficiency in, say, the love of God and the patience of God. You know, it even says in Galatians that the fruit of having the Spirit, the fruit of having that intimate relationship with God is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. So if we find any one of those lacking in our lives, that is a marker of deficiency in him. I love this verse in Philippians 3, verses 8. It says, Yes, Everything else is worthless when compared to the infinite value of knowing Christ, Jesus my Lord. Then this is what Paul is saying. He's saying, I have discarded everything else, counting it all as rubbish or garbage or as loss, so that I could gain Christ. So he was smart. He realized that nothing in this world really had any value. <laughs> and he like grasped it. And so he was like, I'll give all of that away <laughs> so that I can gain everything because everything is in Christ anyway. Yeah. So I'm just going to release it all because I don't need it and it's not going to make any difference. Like it's really not what I need because Christ is sufficient for me. Christ is enough. Could I get the band up now, please? See, the world offers you everything but leaves you with nothing of true value. God tells us to give up everything so that we can have all that we need of true value. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? So just as we, as we finish, I have some questions. Do you know Jesus intimately? Are there areas in your life that you feel are deficient in God or in Jesus? Does your, do you feel that your soul, there's areas in your soul that are deficient in your life? Are there areas of impatience, bitterness, anger or fear, to name a few?
Is there, any, is there anything in your life or any area of your life that is coming first before a relationship with Jesus? Is there anything more concerning in your life, more concerning than to first know Jesus and have an intimate relationship with Him? What parts of your life are you holding on to? that need to be let go of? What needs to be counted as rubbish to fully pursue an intimate relationship with Jesus?